I give you an example from my own life, and it's a simple one. It's a light one. I didn't like a certain type of music. I actually, at one time, despised it. And over time, I will say that this type of music evolved, and I started to, instead of just say, oh no, I don't like that. No, that's not my preference. I started to allow myself to listen to it, to actually consume it and try it. And what I realized is that it had changed and my tastes had changed. And it also was relative to the fact that where I was in my own life about what I wanted in terms of the types of music I wanted to listen to and what I enjoyed had changed. What I was consuming in terms of music had changed because the availability of different kinds of music had changed. If you're a CEO, entrepreneur, or business owner that can't seem to figure out what is blocking you from attaining the next level of growth in your business, then listen up. I'm Maria De Lorenzis Reyes. I've taken what I've learned in 30 years working inside multi-million dollar corporations, building my own business, and consulting my clients, and discovered five themes that stop a business from scaling. I've created a tool to help you get the answers you need to get unstuck and unlock the next level of growth. Head over to scale.mariadr.com and click the link to get your custom Scale Factor Formula scorecard when this episode is over. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Finding the Upside. I'm so excited you decided to join me today. Today, I want to talk about thinking about your thinking and why everybody needs to do this. Thinking about your thinking, it's a practice of thinking about your thoughts, and it's often referred to as metacognition, and it does involve being self-aware, kind of examining what thoughts are in our head, what kind of self-talk we have, what our beliefs are, but it is also the foundation of critical thinking. And I've recently been reflecting on how I approach my thoughts, my beliefs, And what I've landed on in terms of my position or opinion in a particular topic and what I believe to be true. And that I might have felt one way about something and now maybe have evolved my thinking and how that all happens for me. And I think there's an interesting thing happening where people are looking at what they believe And that can be thoughts about anything in society, anything in terms of ideologies that, of course, affect how we live and, of course, affect political views, things like that. But I think it's really interesting to me and it's interesting what's happening where so many people seem to be holding on for dear life to a belief that even with being presented with different evidence different facts, thoughts, perspectives, won't even consider evolving their thinking or reconsider what position they landed on. Now, I can absolutely attest to the fact that there are things that I believed years ago. Now, I think some of us know that, but whether you do it or not really highly depends upon how closely held that belief is. 
And I think what's happening commonly today, which is shocking, I think we are at a place where I've realized so many people have adopted their beliefs to be a part of them. And therefore, they're considered part of their identity. They've taken that on as their identity. And when you consider anything, when you make anything a part of your identity, then it becomes so rigidly ingrained in you that you can't change it. Now, that's an opinion, a belief, which our beliefs shouldn't be part of our identity. But also that's habits. If we make some habit or lifestyle so part of our identity and who we are, it's very difficult to change that, even if we want to. And I think the way we live today, it's important to consider how fast things change. Things change so quickly in today's world, in our world. It's no longer like 40, 30, even 20 years ago, where it took more time for things to evolve and change. We are in a time where things move fast. Things change quickly. Think about how we've absolutely seen progression in lots of different areas about the way we live, about the way we work, about business, about all kinds of things. So much rapid change and evolution. And so I think it's important to consider how we've developed our thoughts and where we've landed with our position. And our opinion, because the only way we're going to be able to evolve as people is to be able to progress along with the changing landscape of our environment, of society, of business, of life. And that's to think about our thinking and change a position that we might have had that might no longer be serving us, might no longer be accurate. And really consider all the information that's out there and that's available. You know, you think about science, how science has evolved. There were so many things that they did 60 years ago that they've progressed and understood so much more that maybe things that they did back then, not maybe, definitely things they did back then, now are outdated and are not the best practice. So being able to change a position we had and let go of a belief that we might have had at one point, we've got to allow ourselves to consider different information and facts. I don't want to get deep into this, but it's an important point. And you have to recognize that the world that we live in today has so much access to information that it presents a challenge in that. You know, back in the day, in order to get information, you'd have to actually go do your research. You'd have to go to a library. You'd have to pick up a book. And I think most people sought out information in order to get or be well-informed. Of course, I guess some people never picked up a book or never worked it, walked into a library, library and where they got their information from maybe was second and third hand. I'm sure if we look back on that, we can see that that may not be a best practice. But today, today, there's so much access to information with the internet, the availability of information and social media. And so you've got to even be more diligent about 
filtering through what is being presented to you because there is so much misinformation or false information. What I just said about getting something second and third party, right? Back in the day, maybe that wasn't so accurate because, you know, every time the story or the fact or the analogy is told, it may lose something. You know, the old game of telephone? It's not really reliable when it's second, third, fourth party. So with the availability of information today, with the way things have changed and social media, access to information, the likelihood that we are being presented with misinformation or false information is so great. And there's a higher danger in today's world than there was years ago because you actually have to go seek out information. Now it's right at our fingertips. So you really have to be news literate. And you have to be a critical thinker in order to make sure you're not falling prey to just a soundbite or a little nugget that may or may not be fact or truth. You have to have an ability to know how to research and do the work. And that means looking at multiple sources, looking at the sources that you're going to and being sure they are reliable and not relying on social media feeds that present information to you. Now, here's the thing. I think most people understand now in today's world, what's being presented to you, what's being fed to you is based upon what you've consumed before. Now, I do believe there's a good part of the population that's not aware of that. But even those of us who know that sometimes forget how it works right? As you consume things on the internet, in your browser, on social media, it is looking at and creating a pattern. And then it's going to feed you more things that are aligned with what you've consumed. So let me give you this analogy. I think this is a good way to illustrate it. Think about if you had a machine that brought you food every day. And the way it brought you food and made those choices was based on what you ate before. Now, let's just say for whatever reason, you had a couple days where you ate pizza quite a bit. Now it thinks that's all you like. So it keeps presenting you with pizza and that's all you got. All you got, your only choice every day was pizza. There's a problem with that, right? It's based on what you consumed. It's making decisions about what it offers based on that pattern. So you see the danger here. Any type of information that is in one lane presented from one source or one ideology or one perspective can be dangerous. But it is also extremely dangerous if that source isn't real, isn't researched, isn't proven. You can't rely on it. And I think there's something that's happening today without that critical thinking skill where people are not applying that and maybe falling victim to some of us. So as I said, I think most people um, are aware of this and do the work, but I guess I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that there is a large group of people that don't understand that that's how it works. That's what's being presented to them is based on what they've consumed before, and that may or may not be fact. They just accept it, what they are fed with no questioning, accept it as truth. So 
Here's a question for you. Is that you? I think in today's world, we have to ensure that we're not falling in that trap. And I think most of you are aware of this, but it's really important to make sure you're not falling into that because it's so easy to. I'd also present another analogy that I think most people would agree on when it comes to our health. Most people who are vigilant and advocates for their own health make sure that they go to multiple people and multiple sources to get information about what they should do for a health issue. And that could mean that you go to three or four different doctors. That could could mean that you go to three or four different types of doctors or medical professionals, maybe more traditional medicine, some that's more on the uh, functional or uh, holistic. Maybe you try different and consider three or four different genres of treatment, traditional versus something more holistic, something that may be emerging. But you consider all of those if you're making a well-rounded decision because you're considering all those things and weighing the benefits, the pros and cons of all of them. And so if you only went to one, one doctor, one source, one treatment, and decided on it as truth and as the decision, then it really wouldn't be a well-informed position or decision, would it? So the same goes for anything with regard to what we've thought about and what we've landed on, thinking about our thinking, our thoughts, our beliefs. It's the same thing. I think even if we know that our beliefs are things that we've decided upon, I think it takes another level to actually have the courage, the lack of ego, and the humility to be able to look at that and reassess it and make a different decision and change our position. And I think that is related to how closely those beliefs are held, whether we've adopted them as part of our identity, which can be dangerous to do. Because if we hold on to something that may or may not be true or current because it's part of our identity, then we're being driven by our own ego that we can't let go of that. I'll give you an example from my own life, and it's a simple one. It's a light one. I didn't like a certain type of music. I actually, at one time, despised it. And over time, I will say that this type of music evolved, and I started to, instead of just say, oh no, I don't like that. No, that's not my preference. I started to allow myself to listen to it, to actually consume it and try it. And what I realized is that it had changed and my tastes had changed. And it also was relative to the fact that where I was in my own life about what I wanted in terms of the types of music I wanted to listen to and what I enjoyed had changed. What I was consuming What I was consuming in terms of music had changed because the availability of different kinds of music had changed. But the critical thing here was, I think all of us have made those type of decisions, but the fact that I was able to change my decision, my preference, my opinion, was because I had to be flexible enough in my thought and be open-minded enough. And that was the only reason that I was able to actually change my position. 
if I had held on to that opinion that I don't like it, then I wouldn't have changed. I wouldn't even considered listening to some, to it again or listening to that type of music. So consuming it and ultimately coming to like that type of music, which was very different than what I thought 10 years ago because of that rigidity in my belief, letting go of that rigidity was what was able to be able to let me let go of that opinion that actually was no longer true or that position that was no longer true. So here's the challenge and what I hope for you. And I challenge you on this. Be curious enough to explore and discover a new position. Change what you thought because you gave yourself the gift of an open mind. And you actually allowed yourself to think about your thinking and bring yourself to an evolved space as a human. That's all for today on this shorty episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you for hanging out with me. And I look forward to seeing you next time on the next episode of Finding the Upside. Bye for now. So I hope you loved this episode and found it valuable. Thanks for hanging out with me. And if you'd be so kind, if you know someone else that this will help, please share this episode with them. Just grab a link for this specific episode, text it to a friend or colleague so it can help more people like you. Thanks so much for tuning in. I will see you next time for more entrepreneurial goodness. Same time, same place on the Finding the Upside podcast.